I'm going to ask you to stand, if you will, today. Take out your Bibles. Matthew. Yes, Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. If you'll read along with me. It says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and he said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Heavenly Father, we just pray right now that you would just help us as a church, as a body, as a family, that we would be as one. Father, to go out and make disciples. Father, it's not about us. It's all about you. And you have called us to go. So I pray that you would now touch Pastor Mark and anoint him to bring your message. Touch our ears and our hearts to receive this message. And then I pray, as Jesus said, help us as we go. Minister to us through your word, through the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. As we give you praise, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Last Sunday and uh, Saturday night, last Saturday night and Sunday, we talked about uh, taking 2017 and being a miracle starter. If you missed last Saturday or or last Sunday, I I want to encourage you to get online. You can do this anytime that you miss a a Sunday, and usually by Monday of the next week, uh, the next day, you can get online and hear the message. And so if for some reason you miss and you want to keep up with what's going on, you can jump online and hear what's going on. I've gotten a lot of feedback from this message uh, last Sunday, and I would encourage everyone who missed it to get on and listen to it. And for those of you who are here, I've just gotten a lot of feedback this week from people who the Lord has led them to do something last week. And and they took a step and and stepped out of their comfort zone a little bit and and did what the Lord led them to do. And so I'm collecting those. If, if, if you're letting God use you that way, you're letting him direct your steps and you're stepping out of your comfort zone and doing what he said, send me a note afterwards and tell me how it went and what, uh, what took place in your life. Now, I want to ask you a question today. What would success look like in your life? What would success really look like? At the end of your life, you're looking back on your life, what would a successful life look like? You go through a week, what does a successful week really look like? I I think we need to think about this a little bit and and contemplate it because we want to aim at something, don't we? Now I know, I know there's some of us here today that Uh, We're not too worried about success. We're just worried about holding on for today. And if that's you, we've got some prayer teams that will be down here around the front at the end. And they'll be happy to pray with you that God will guide you through the next day. And maybe some of us are just happy where we're at right now. But is that really leading us to what's going to be a life of success? Now, one of the things you have to think about when you think about a life of success is this. Who gets to define success in your life? Is it our culture that defines success in our life? Is it our family that defines success in our life? 
Is it even our own desires and our own heart that define success in life? Or ultimately, is it God that's going to define success in our life? You know, ultimately, the goal is to hear from him if you're a follower of Christ. To hear, well done, good and faithful servant. So what will that look like? What do I think that's going to be like to be somebody who's a, who hears, well done? And if that's the case, are you having success today in your life? Success just sounds good, doesn't it? It certainly sounds better than failure. Jesus, in his sayings, Peter, John, Luke, and Paul, in their writings, seem to be concerned about more than us simply crossing the line of faith. They seem to be concerned about more than us simply recognizing Jesus as Savior and Lord. That is the very first step we need to take if we're going to find success before God. But they seem to be concerned about us living in a way that reflects that faith. All through their writings and the sayings of Jesus, the Bible expresses great concern about what we could call spiritual success in the way that we live our lives. The scripture we just read today, Jesus doesn't simply say, look, go out and challenge people to put their faith in me. Just, just, just challenge them to put their faith in me so they can go to heaven. No, what Jesus says in this passage very clearly is this. Go and make disciples. Disciples. In the most simplest of forms, a Christian disciple is someone who looks to Jesus and to his teachings to inform every area of their lives. Think about that. Every area of my life is informed and taught by him, and as a disciple, I am matching my life up with what he says is right. What he would tell me, my words, my thoughts, my reactions, the goals of life, the values of life, are being matched up with, with what Jesus tells us to do. So Jesus shows us the way, the Bible shows us the way to Christian success. Now, I'm going to admit it. I'm going to admit it. Say it right here. The word discipleship can become a hurdle to some of us. It gets connected with programs, and it gets connected with assignments that somebody has to do, and, and sometimes it gets connected with boredom. So let's look at this through a little different lens today. Let's look at the process of becoming a spiritually successful person as equipping, as being equipped to walk the right way. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says this, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be, think about this, complete. Are you complete? That the man of God may be complete. 
We're completely saved when we cross the line of faith. But the word of God is there to make us complete men of God. For what reason? So we may be equipped for every good work. Doesn't that sound like something you want to be? Remember back when you were in high school? What was your uh, all-time favorite class in high school? Remember what yours was? I'll tell you what what mine was. It wasn't lunch, and it wasn't recess, and it wasn't gym. My all-time favorite class in high school was driver's ed. (laughs) I didn't miss one driver's ed class. I went to every one. I, I read everything they told me to read. I came to every behind-the-wheel class, no matter how early in the morning it was. Back then, they would have them early in the morning on Saturday mornings. And I would get up out of bed on Saturday morning, early in the morning, get on a bus and go down to the school and take that class. And then I would hitchhike back to Calvary Church on Jefferson Street because that's where I'd meet my dad and where we had transition practice. I would go to everything for driver's ed. Why? They were equipping me to take a test so that I could know the things that I needed to know so I could do something I really wanted to do. It doesn't mean I hated all my other classes. It just means that was the one I was the most faithful to because I had a goal. I wanted to get a driver's license. I wanted something. I wanted to be equipped in every way that when that driver's test was taken and I had to go down and drive with that instructor down at the, at the driver's license bureau like you used to have to do back in the old days, that I could go down and do that and they would hand me that little card that would say, you are now legal to drive on the roads of, of Illinois. That was, a, that, was a, that was a great thing for me. Now, as I went to college... I'll tell you, I had a lot of classes. There were some of them I didn't like. I had, I had this great question in my mind, like a lot of college students do. Why do I have to take this? How am I ever going to use this? I'll tell you the classes that I loved. I loved my Bible classes. Didn't miss my Bible classes. I felt like they were equipping me for something. They were doing it. I was excited about those classes. What about you? What were the ones that you felt were really, really equipping you and and getting you ready to go in life. See, growing the knowledge of living Jesus' way is about equipping us for a successful life. It's about preparing our hearts. It's about preparing our lives. It's about getting lined up with God's direction so we know how to navigate through this world in a successful way so that The way we raise our children will really end up being a successful way of raising our children. So that the way we live our lives every day, the way we handle our money, the way we handle our our careers, the way we handle our relationships, the way we walk through life, that when we stand before God, we can hear well done. It's preparing us for very practical, successful Christian living. There should be some excitement and desire in the heart of the believer to walk down that pathway. This is one of the main jobs of pastors, one of the main jobs of the church. We are supposed to equip you to go out into the world that you live in and have success. 
Now listen. Every soldier wants every piece of defensive equipment, every piece of offensive equipment, and life-sustaining equipment possible to support them in the battle. And as we follow after Christ in a fallen world, I, we, I want you to think about this. The, in the day of the Lord, when, when the, the end of all things happens, in Revelation it tells us that the dwelling place of God will be with men. As Christians, we get to experience that in our spirit today. Now, we still live in a world that is a fallen world. We still live in a world where a lot of other people are not walking in the presence of the Lord every day. Well, that's not taking place. And all kinds of corrupt things are happening around us. At the end of all things, at the end of that millennial reign, the day is going to come when the dwelling place of God is going to be with men and we're going to be with him. And all the things that separate that are going to be swept away. In the meantime, we live on this earth in a fallen world, but we can walk in the presence of the Lord to guide us through this world if we are properly equipped, if we get ourselves trained. The issues of faith, righteousness, joy, peace, love, right and wrong that need to be attached in a new way in our life, different from the way the world and our culture has led us to believe that they are obtained. We need to learn how to obtain them and walk in them in the presence of God. Old ways get stripped away and the ways of Jesus and his spirit now get trained and planted into our natural responses. Instead of us reacting out of the flesh and reacting out of the old man, we begin to react out of faith and out of a new man that's been created in us because we are being equipped in righteousness. We, you're, you're being able to deal with, it, it, you begin to deal with issues differently. Your emotions come into check as you become equipped by the Spirit of God. Your fears begin to subside and go, go away as you begin to walk in the trust of the Lord. Your confidence gets placed properly instead of improperly as you walk in the promises of God. Your pathways begin to get redefined by the message of Jesus, whether that's at work or whether that's at home, whether that's in your hobbies, whether that's at church, whether that's in your culture. We begin to get rewired by the power of God and equipped to walk through this world as followers of Christ. We walk through a process not simply of getting new rules to abide by, but this whole process of being equipped is about being transformed from the inside and the out by the power of the Word of God and by the Spirit of God in our lives. So, so picture a soldier. Picture a soldier in your mind fully armored to go into battle, fully prepared with all the gear that we see a, a soldier walking into battle with. I want you to picture that for a second and think about this. God wants to equip us through his word and his spirit 
to walk into this world fully prepared that the enemy's attacks against us cannot harm us and we know what to do and how to act to walk successfully through this world as we follow after Christ. So, the question comes, how equipped for success are you right now? If we could see, if you could look in a mirror and see yourself spiritually, what kind of a spiritual soldier, what kind of a of equipment do you think you have and what's missing? And one of the clear ways to see that is to ask yourself, are you walking in victory today? When stress comes in your life, when things aren't going well, when arguments arise, when temptations come, when you're surrounded by people who are not followers of Christ, when the culture of this world's crashing, how, how, how much victory do you think you're walking in today? Last spring, the elders said and discussed uh, issues in our church that we thought we'd like to give more attention to and see uh, strengthened. And uh, as, we, as we walk through that process, just kind of sitting and, and sharing thoughts and sharing ideas, one of the things that came to the top was this aspect of, of how are we going to do this better? How are we going to really, as a church, do this better? Help people become equipped. Help you become equipped. How do we become a church that's just known as people, that if you go there for a while, wow, you're going to really be equipped to face the things of, of this world? A group of guys were assigned. They began to research and study and to pray about how we could uh, address this better in our church. And, and what I want to share with you today is there, there are two starting actions that we're starting right away, right now, uh, to, to help equip this fellowship better. The first one we're calling starting point, and it's just what it says. It's the starting point. We're going to be offering a class uh, Every Sunday, every month, uh, it'll be a, there'll be four classes, a different class each Sunday of the month that will be offered. It'll be the same class rotating all f- every four weeks. It'll just rotate. And it's just kind of a baseline class of knowledge that we want everybody to understand as they come into our fellowship. We want to be sure everybody gets this. Four main things we want everybody to get about their relationship with God, their relationship with the church, their relationship with ourselves and with each other that we feel are just so uh, important for everyone to understand the baseline of who we are. We feel like this is such an important starting point that we're going to take the first the next several weeks, and we're going to teach it right here on Sunday morning. We're going to walk right through these four steps over the next Sunday morning. We believe that for the Christian who's been a Christian for a long time, it's just going to shore up our faith. And we believe for some of you who are newer Christians, it's going to really lay a baseline, a foundation in your life to help you. And then starting on February 5th, 
we're going to be offering that class on a rotating basis every week for people who are new to our church or people who miss one of these Sundays to be able to come to it and get it and make sure you get that baseline. So be watching for this information about starting point and all you've got to do right now is just come every Sunday for the next couple of weeks and we're going to lay this out. Does that sound okay to everybody? Amen. Amen. I do. I think this is an exciting place for us because it helps us all. We come from so many different backgrounds. Some of you come from great church backgrounds uh, and you've moved into this, into, into our fellowship and come here from other communities and some of us come from no church background at all. We want us to start helping make sure we have this baseline of faith laid clearly for all of us. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that. The second part is what was mentioned in our announcements uh, just a few moments ago that we're calling Equip. And we're starting this on Wednesday nights. And we're going to be working towards, I want you to capture this, we're working towards multiple learning opportunities that will address specific discipleship needs, that will build a faith foundation in your life to equip you with a solid knowledge of how to bring the knowledge of God to apply in the various aspects of your life. Now, if you want to look a little more at this, you can go to calvaryspringfield.org slash equip, and you'll start getting more uh, information on this. Now, I, I want to be very clear as we start this. We see this being a very exciting process as we move forward. Serious believers, people who really want to be fully equipped, coming and learning, being equipped by, in faith to do and know the will of God. Trained spiritual warriors living in victory. Now this path is going to unfold very naturally. We're starting with one class. We're starting with one class. The next six weeks on Wednesday nights, we're going to be doing one class on what we believe. And again, this is just fundamental, a next step of fundamental training to help us really understand and get a foundation laid in our life. As we end that class, then we'll begin to add other things into the offerings of what will be offered. And we hope that by next fall, next year at this time, there's a full set of course offerings being offered every six to eight weeks that you'll be able to look at and say, wow, I really need that one. Well, this one would really benefit me and my family. This would really be good if I could get my husband to come to this. And we hope that that will just begin to really unfold nat naturally for us. And we really do want to see uh, some, really, some really creative ways for us to help you capture uh, so many of those things. So, if you want to begin that process with us, that's this, that starts this Wednesday night at 7.15. And again, whether you've been a Christian for many years or whether you're a brand new Christian, this is going to begin to lay foundations of faith in your life that will help you build this successful spiritual life. So if you are of the mindset that you want your faith to be more than a Sunday morning touch, 
You want to walk in the power of God. You want to learn how to serve in ways that matter. You want to be influential in your world and in our world. You want to be connected rightly to God. You want to be, have a solid and unshakable faith. Here's where you begin. Being serious in your commitment to be fully equipped. And there's only one thing that's going to get in your way. You have to come. You have to decide to come and, and, and to stir and to learn and to be changed. In the book of uh, Matthew, Matthew records this great sermon on the mount in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Some of the most startling teachings of Jesus, some of the most countercultural teachings of Jesus are presented in this Sermon on the Mount. He lays out new principles for his kingdom. He clarifies things. He challenges old and present day concepts on how we should live and how we should respond. He gives encouragement. He gives warning. There are startling statements, fearful statements that he makes in this, in this passage. He was setting up he was setting the world right side up. But when you've been living upside down all of your life, the things that Jesus teaches in here seem really counterintuitive. They seem unnatural. But what he's trying to do is he's trying to equip them to walk in the presence of, of God and the power of the Spirit and to have a successful Christian life, to be what God would have them to be for God's light to shine through them. Now at the end of this passage, as he closes this out, he closes this message out with a word of encouragement and a word of warning. He shows how successful our life can be as we follow him. And it's an amazing thing. He shows it this way, he, he, that, that our life will be discovered for how solid it is, how good it is, not in the times of peace, but what's really going to test our faith and show our faith is how we stand in the time of storms. Any house looks good when the breeze is right, is light. Every house can look good when the sun shines. But he talks about true strength being found in the storm. Listen to what he says. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them, will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. He's saying there's a wise man, a, a wise man. He, he, he's taken the teachings and he's building his, his life upon him. He says the rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. He was, he was talking about his teaching. He was saying, listen, if you listen to what I say, you build your life on what I say, you prepare yourself in what I say, your life is going to be like the wise man who built his house on the rock. The storms come, 
The floods come, the winds beat against that house. Even though it's founded on the rock, they still face some storms in life. But that life stands because it's built on the solid rock. That's good news, isn't it? If we build our house right, rightly, if we build ourselves rightly, then whatever storm comes our way, we're built on a rock that will not, will not give way underneath of us. What a great picture of a person's life. It can be built in a way that no matter what comes our way, we will not fall. Solid, strong, beautiful, built on the rock. What are you building on? Because Jesus doesn't stop at the house withstanding the attacks. He goes on and he says this, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. He says, listen, the ones who ignore my words, the ones who maybe hear them but don't try to apply them, the ones who don't build their actions and their lives on these words, the ones who do it, your life is going to be built on a solid rock that will withstand every storm. But if you don't take this seriously, if you just listen and go, oh, that was clever, that was interesting, that was something, but you go out and you continue to live the way you've always lived and you don't let yourself become equipped for every good work, the storm's going to come your way too. And when it does, it's not going to stand the test. So here we have this warning from Jesus. And here we have this promise from Jesus. He warns us, don't ignore these words. Apply them in your life. We hear it in Timothy, where Paul says to Timothy, this word, the, the, all, all scriptures breathed by God. It's profitable. It's good. It's good for building a man up. It's going to make you complete. It's going to train you. In all righteousness, and all good things. It's going to make you this successful war. This is what Peter and Paul and James and John were all concerned about in training the church was to teach us how to stand and how to build our life upon the solid rock. And I would challenge you today, brothers and sisters, friends, listen to me. Let's take a look at our lives. Let's take a look at the Word and let's be serious students of God's Word. In just a moment, I want them to, right now, to put up the next statements. I want us to capture and really hear this together today. It is our mission, our mission. This is what we're called to do right out of, uh, right out of Matthew chapter 28. It is our mission as a church to compel every person in central Illinois to seriously consider the claims of Christ and to support ministries around the world that do the same. We can't do that unless we are serious about following the claims of Christ ourselves. We can't do that if our lives are crumbling with every storm that comes. The more of us who determine we're going to live God's way, we're going to follow after God's principles, we're going to learn God's principles in our life and put our trust in those principles and not all the stuff that we've been taught beforehand. We're going to trust God. The more successful we'll be at fulfilling God's mission. Our vision, 
Our vision is to help every person discover life to the full that Jesus came to offer. In John 10, 10, he said, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly or have it to the full. We need to experience that. We need to know what that is. We need to walk in that fullness of life. And over the next couple of weeks, we'll come back and touch on what all that is one more time and remind ourselves of what God promises to the believer and the fullness of life that's his. But we have to live it and walk in it. We've got to discover that way if we're going to show it. And now I want you to see this. So it must be our purpose to be fully equipped for every good work. We've got to give ourselves to say, you know what? I want to be a great student of God's Word. Not only knowing it in my mind, but applying God's Word through my life so I can walk in the victory of God. Does this sound good to you? Amen. Let's stand and give the Lord a clap offering today. Yeah, give the Lord a clap offering, would you please? Lord, we just praise you. Father, it's, it's our desire, our intent today to uh, walk in the fullness of your will, to be equipped for every good work. Lord, th- this should not be a drudgery. Just we should be a people that want to be, want to be fully equipped, that want to know how to pray for others, that want to know how to face every storm that comes, that are fully, Father, equipped with every piece of faith applied to our life with every spiritual weapon put in our hand so that no matter what comes our way, Father, we represent you well. We walk in the fullness of your victory. We overcome an enemy that would steal and kill and destroy and we would have life to the full. So Lord, I pray you just challenge us today. What are we going to do? What steps are we willing to take to say, yes, I want to be fully equipped, my foundation strong in the rock of Jesus. So, Father, I just pray you let us look in our lives and, and, and examine our hearts closely, and that, Father, you would lead us not to be the foolish man, but to be the wise men and women of your kingdom. That, Father, listen to your word, read your word, Pursue your word and apply it in our lives. Let us be fully equipped in you. Let your joy be upon us today. Let your peace be upon us today in Jesus' name. Right now I'm going to ask the prayer teams to come down to the front. and In the next couple of moments, uh, we're going to sing a song before we go. If you have any need in your life, this is one of the things we've got to learn how to do. The Bible teaches us that Uh, to to lay hands on people, to pray for one another. We're going to do that this morning. If you have any need in your life you'd like for someone to pray with you about, whether it's a physical need, whether it's a decision you have to make, whether it's a crisis you're facing in life, whatever it might be, uh, step out and just let somebody pray with you today. All the more, all the more, hear me, all the more, if you're not certain of your place before God, If you're not certain today that if you stood before God, you would hear enter in. If you're not certain today that your 
name is written in the Lamb's book of life. What does that mean? That means that you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, and he's received you as his child. If you're not certain that's happened, then while others come to be prayed for, you just need to come down and just look at them and say, I, I want to make sure my life's right with God before I leave here today. It's a simple thing. It's a simple, simple thing. You say, oh, I'd be nervous to walk down there. Then ask the person next to you to go with you. They'll be happy to come with you. Amen? As we sing this song, you come on down. I want you all to know something. God loves you. He has your best interests at heart. The more you know his word, the more you obey his word, the more you will walk in his peace, the more you will walk in his protection, the more you will find his comfort, the more you will walk through this life fearlessly because you have his spirit living in you. Not only does he love you, I love you, Renee loves you. Members of this fellowship, we're here together because we love each other. And together, together we can walk in victory. Amen? Amen. God bless you today.